Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast. And this is episode 45. Can't believe it. And um, we're back from the period of school closure. Woohoo! Well, we're, we're recording it. It's not quite over, is it? So um, uh, we're, we're limping to the end. We are limping to the end <laughs> with like bits falling off us. <laughs> That's a nice image, isn't it? So, um, but we're really, really, I'm so pleased to be back. I'm like, oh, so nice. Um, and what we're going to do today, we've been thinking about the format and we think it would be nice to do like an extended check-in um, and to sort of dissect the summer and to reflect upon it. And it's actually sort of a lovely exercise from um, Jane Hardy at uh, Blurt Foundation, which are an awesome sort of mental health charity who uh, raise awareness of depression through self-care. And we love them. So um, we wanted to give Blurt a big shout out and glad that because they know they hit some problems over the summer and asked for help. And they got helped. I had a, a great response from everyone. So, um, Blur, if you're listening, we love you, and um, we're really, really glad you asked for help and you, that you're you're cool. Um, okay, so hi, Mandy. Hello. Hello. And um, so usually we ask each other how we feel, but we're just going to dive straight into this exercise, aren't we? Because a we're a bit rusty and b if we go like how are you it's going to be like rah, 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 yeah, and it's going to be the podcast anyway isn't it so um so okay so this is like the monthly check-in to reflect on what's gone on and the high bits the low bits and then what how we want to change it so um our first question is describe how you feel right now in three words so you're asking me first yeah yes Okay. Uh how do I feel? Um tired. <laughs> yeah. Um better. Yeah. Um and hmm hopeful. Hmm. Do you want to tell me a little bit about just briefly about those words and why? Uh, yeah, um, tired because it's a general state of uh, being for me, um, and obviously the end of the school holidays feels uh, extremely sort of, yeah, kind of, well, it's, it's been a very tiring, a very busy period. Um, better because I have taken some sort of action to manage the overwhelm I guess um which I'll come I suppose talk about later um and hopeful because I know that we're we've got lots on but we've got lots to talk about and that's quite exciting so Mm, that's nice that's nice that's quite balanced isn't it I do feel I mean I feel better much better I feel quite chirpy today Mm. that's nice that makes a bloody change doesn't it (laughs) i'm joking it doesn't talking to you my lover (laughs) so my three words yeah so how describe how you feel right now and three words okay so i feel tired Mm. 
mm-hmm. again because of the period of school closure and the core oh, the the Iron Man that it is. We could should call it the Iron Woman, the Iron Parent challenge. <laughs> um, I'm, I don't think there's a word for this, and there needs to be a word for this. I really need some space. What's the word for that? Why mm. isn't there a word? Uh, s- yes. I am space deficient and space uh, craving, space craving. Mm. Uh, that doesn't quite, um, that's a bit informative, but it doesn't quite capture the kind of sheer desperation that I'm feeling and like I need it because I'm just going to lose the plot though if I don't get some freaking space. Um, and lastly, I feel premenstrual today. Oh, that sort of speaks for itself really. Don't really need to dive into that one. Yeah, I feel a bit chirpy though because it's speaking to you, my lover, too. So that was four. <laughs> that was four, innit? Um, okay, so, so that's like a little check in, and I've explained how I feel. And I think that whole like, yeah, period we we know it, and like parents out there will know it as well. That kind of like light and shade, and it's sort of a you know, it's a mix, isn't it? Like, and if you feel sort of tired and overwhelmed and all the rest of it, you've also got that kind of guilt <laughs> that you shouldn't, yeah. but you know. It's very difficult right at the end of the holidays because you kind of know that they're going back. And mm. so it's like, oh, well, I, sh- I you know, these, all these shoulds, you know, it's like, well, I should really enjoy this time. And I should really like, you know, like do some special stuff and we should, you know, but it's like I'm so tired yeah. and I need space. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it does. It does ramp up the kind of mm. the shoulds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it does. I I can feel that. I can feel that kind of, it gets very constricted. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so the next, this is, I really like the way she's described this, the way Jane Hardy's described this. So she's called it the highlight reel. And it really is, isn't it? Like memory is like that kind of, you're working your visual memory when you look back. It often Mm. is very visual. So I really like that. I think that can help you access it. So your highlight reel, if you're playing the movie of your summer, what would that be? Um, Highlight... Um, well, I went to see Lee, uh, the gay sober in Midsummer Night's Dream in Regent's Park in the open air theatre. So that was definitely like a highlight. We had a really lovely day just getting to know each other and then just seeing someone that, you know, in a, you know, in a production was just wicked. And it was very sort of, well, I love Midsummer Night's Dream anyway. So it's very, um, visually appealing. Um, so that stands out. Um, swimming in the sea with my son we got very into sort of body surfing this summer so yeah just big like having races um so those moments of fun and professionally and well personally too uh our working summer break together I think probably the highlights oh and my two-year soberversary my husband took me out to dinner which was nice oh that's fantastic well done, dude. Yeah. Um, so my highlights, definitely going to France, because that was our summer holiday as a family, mm. but getting to see you guys and meet your family and hang out. And, you know, like little bits come back to me, just like going out really late for ice creams or, mm-hmm. you know, just those bits that we don't, we kind of don't do here and, and eating together. 
actually yeah. just kind of eating and sharing food and that's really really lovely and meeting your husband and having our husbands meet and it's funny isn't it because it's sort of like that getting away from that whole work is work and family is family it's like when and when it all kind of comes together it feels very much more sort of female for me somehow it's like you're all part mm. of my life and I hadn't met your husband I hadn't met your husband and I love him and I hadn't met your kids and I love them I like I really do and it was just a joy to me and then just like you know and doing our work so that was a massive um we met our publisher so that's another time of our working stuff so that was a highlight for me to get on to get out of my kind of mucky stained sweaty clothes and put on a frock and some <laughs> lipstick and get my sorry ass up to London to meet our publisher so that was like hugely exciting and to meet you and then my dear dear friend Bernadette uh, Russell who wrote an amazing book she's written two amazing books I'll give her a little plug called The Little Book of Wonder which is such a special book and The Little Book of Kindness because she was one of those the pioneers of kind of working kindness about like eight years ago now so Big up to Bernadette. Anyway, Bernadette, for my birthday, she took me to see um, The Merchant of Venice. So I got to see some Shakespeare as well. Mm -hmm. And um, that was at Lewis Castle. So it was like in this kind of medieval setting. And we saw a friend of ours, Jules, in that. And she played Shylock. She was like the first uh, female Shylock. I mean, I've never seen it anyway, but she was the female Shylock. And I know that that character gets quite bad press. And having it played by a woman, I think, added all these layers of kind of pathos to that character. And obviously there was a kind of anti-Semitic message running through it. So she like, oh, God, it was really quite powerful, actually, as well as being funny, you know, funny and light. So that was, yeah, that was amazing. And then, yeah, my my third soberversary, which I spent with you eating cafe gourmand and drinking coffee and that was <laughs> really really fabulous so yes so that's that's really cheering me up and now we've got to talk, talk about the low lights so we're going to come right back down now aren't we so do we it's have nice, to... Nice to reflect on the on the you know the good bits yeah um yeah definitely really because I guess then when you do look at the things that have been a bit more challenging at least you've got that kind of living memory of the positive to sort of <laughs> help yeah. you feel right about it yeah yeah so what's the low light for you then um well um I had a car crash um so that was pretty low. Um, you know, everyone was fine. Um, but, yeah, very, very, very scary experience. And wrote off my car. My daughter was with me. And um, we hit a 4 by 4 Land Rover. So their car was fine. And my little Toyota Yaris was uh, not fine. Um, so that was, yeah, a low light for sure. Um, I had a quite tricky time. I went back to where I grew up, um, and unfortunately, like a few of my friends' relationships kind of, you know, we're at that age where some relationships are breaking down. So that was quite challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, and also there was, it was kind of a difficult, um, drinking environment to be in it was it was very very full-on 
in terms of alcohol um, and drugs. And um, yeah, I, it kind of hit me that I didn't really expect. I wasn't mm. in, in any way at all triggered to drink, but I just felt very, um, very sad. I just felt mm. very sad. I just, uh, I think it was a feeling of like, I know too much about things to exist in this environment now. Mm. Um, and there's some very, very dear people to me in, in that environment. Mm. And, you know, when you know things are kind of not going very well and you can see that maladaptive behavior isn't helping the situation, mm. um, it, it was, I found it quite hard. And also like, um, I am very, very honest in, <laughs> on social media. I'm very honest on this podcast and I don't know why I kind of had never, I think it's because no one really from my interior world kind of likes stuff, um, you know, because it's too close or the stigma or whatever. I didn't really realize that people read it mm. um, or listen. Um, so that felt I had a real vulnerability sort of overload where people were kind of coming up to me and saying that they really lovely, like saying they were proud of me or that I was brave or they'd listen to my story. And these are people that I knew when stuff was going on, but they didn't know at the time. And it just felt it was yeah a, a real kind of moment of um, feeling very naked. Um, but, you know, I, I got over it and it's, it's OK. And uh, and there's learning there. So we'll talk about that, I guess, in a moment. But um, So, yeah. Uh, and just tiredness, overwhelm. Mm. Too, ma too many movements I stayed you know I went to England twice I went to my parents-in-law that was very challenging with my son lots of you know and I'm an insomniac and I'm <laughs> just broke me so mm. what about you dude well I was thinking just while we're on that maybe it's good to kind of go on straight on with you mm. with the next couple and then come back because otherwise it okay. feels like there's a bit of a break because yeah it, you know, it, the next question is like, what did you learn about yourself? Then, what were the learnings from your low, your lows? Yeah, and the tools that I yeah, I and then the t and yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. What tools helped you to overcome the lows? Yeah, and what did you learn? Um, and that I mean that is the incredible thing I think that's really important to highlight. Really, is that you know, when you get sober and it's, there's so much the learning and growing, you know, and we have, we live in this sort of world where we think everything should be perfect straight away and that we should have all the answers and, you know, it's okay to sort of learn and, and make mistakes, but I am constantly astounded by how many tools I have now to kind of bounce back from things. Um, so in terms of the fatigue and um, that kind of feeling of being vulnerable and having given a lot to other people, I had a couple of friends as well that were sort of, you know, have been struggling with, as I said, relationship breakdowns or their mental health. So I've, there, there's been a lot of giving out, um, which is my character. Um, so I've taken a social media break. Um, so that was a real kind of like, um emergency self-care mm. you know I, I there was I read a post by my friend Natalie Fairbrook who's a, a coach in the 
US and she was taking a social media break and it was just that you know when you need permission and I read it and I'm just like and I did it straight away I was just like okay yeah that's what I need like I need to have time off and Mm. just make my world small um, and concentrate on my kids I must say I had a because of my overwhelm and my kind of fatigue um, I really lost my temper with my kids Mm. like really raged at them Um, and that's kind of my that's my rock bottom you know when I, I, I feel like you know because that that reminds me of that time when I was very very unwell and I used to rage at my kids a lot and everything felt unmanageable um so that was very much like a mm. sign of like okay something needs to change it's a bit of a red <laughs> my, flag my for head you. Was just too, yeah my head was just too mm. busy you know I was thinking about projects thinking about the book thinking about other people and their problems and how they're doing and messaging people and you know mm. all those things uh, which I feel very strongly about and they're important to me but yeah that was my red flag mm. um other tools we've been we were talking quite a lot I guess conversation talking to people you know mm. sharing we were talking quite a lot about well what does it mean to you know search for a dopamine hit like what is this you know is this bad that we kind of want these mm. sort of exterior helps and it was like okay well there are things that are you know, good for you and there's things that are bad for you, you know, and we had a very good conversation about dissecting Mm. that and that reminded me that, you know, dancing around is any sort of exercise or moving your body, that's a very good way of getting a dopamine hit, you know. I, I, like, found myself just, like, whacking on hip-hop really loud and, you know, dancing around my living room Mm. on a few occasions and, um, yeah, so those are a kind of tools I, I think that helped me so just and then just taking inspiration from kids you know and just like going in the sea um a lot and yeah just sort of um enjoying special moments and mm-hmm. having awe and um and resting you know sort of boundaries and routine and just like going right actually you know what I need to go to bed and no, I'm not coming um, because I need to, I need to get my sleep back on track. Um, yeah. So lessons did I learn about myself? Hmm. Um, I guess well, I said this to you quite recently, didn't I? I was like, I oh, forget I have mental health problems because my life's so great. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I guess I guess it's that that. Um, yeah compassion to kind of Mm. to not always just sort of you know I I am really grateful and I'm incredibly incredibly lucky but I'm not you know I'm still me and um and so sometimes you know things take a toll and I need to step back and Mm. yeah just sort of look after myself self-care really yeah and I think there's that thing, because I remember when we were talking about that, and, like, when people around you are having a hard time, say, we, we talked about, didn't we, like, giving yourself, you, you're allowed to, you, you know, that permission, that it's like, you know, it, I think there's some kind of comparisons that come in, like, well, my life is so much nicer than X's life, and therefore I don't deserve to be 
or my feelings somehow aren't valid. There's a and it doesn't work like that. It's like you say, if you've got you've got mental health issues, you've got the overwhelm of parenting, and they're all real. It doesn't just mean that just because you've you know you live by the sea and you've got mm. really nice cakes all around you that you're never <laughs> going to get sad or cry or feel or shower your kids or anything yeah. actually it does it's like those cakes would no no we can't go there can we because it's i'm not allowed to say <laughs> things like that um yeah anything yeah. else um well i think you know and this is again it's this we, we've been having some really good chats over the last couple of days of you know branding and and looking at what our message is and that kind of you know overarching feeling that women are strong and incredible Mm. and need to be valued and shown and um allowed to shine I guess yeah it's like you know it's that 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 feeling like okay well but you know, I got I got through it, mm. and I'm resilient. And sometimes I hate that word when I'm mm. feeling low and I, I don't feel good. But you know, the the ability to flip things and see the positive and take action and still create, you know, mm. um, and still be. I I feel very excited by myself <laughs> um, in That's the fact lovely. that I that I don't I don't you know something that led me to being very hedonistic in the fact that I don't like the status quo. Like I, you know, I've always rebelled against the 2.4 model of of family and all those Mm. things that, you know, that those feelings of kind of pushing things on and having conversations is enabling me now when I'm sober and I'm, I'm not numbing out my power as it were, Mm. um, is to, to push you know and to ask questions and to be creating projects that are going to enable women to 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 bloom and Mm. flourish and um be badass and uh, I keep saying this and I'm so not the person to say that word (laughs) (laughs) and be very badass um but yeah I just that's a brilliant feeling and Mm. I think being proud of yourself you know, this is what I would love women who are sober curious or who are starting out is like that feeling of feeling proud of yourself is the best feeling in the world. And, you know, whatever else is happening, it's like I don't drink. And mm. I made that fundamental radical change in my life. Mm. Um, yeah. And so I'm, I'm winning. So that, you know, it helps yeah. Yeah. daily, really. Okay. Yeah, totally. What about you? Where were we? What was the lowlights? Okay. So my lowlights are the kind of ongoing difficulties at home with um, with my son who was diagnosed with ADHD, um, and navigating the kind of appalling lack of support that there is in England in the UK for. Uh, neurodevelopmental problems, um, neurodiversity and mental health issues in children and adults. And, 
you know, you can know it in a bookish sense. And then when you hit it in your family and you realise that you're like, OK, I need that. We need that support. Like it takes a village to raise a child. And I remember laughing and editing it out when I said it just happens that social services are our village at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, actually, you do need you need the services around you when you've got something like that. So luckily, we are well connected. Um and we were able to lean on some professionals, um, uh, sort of like, you know, people who who, who work for CAMS, um, who we wouldn't have got to know if it hadn't been through family and friends. And somebody who works uh, in the sort of Senat team somewhere else who was the husband of somebody we know from our group. So bit by bit, we I was able to reach out and my husband was able to reach out to those people and get uh, lots and lots of advice um, to help to get an educational healthcare plan in place which will help with schooling and all the rest of it which was turned down originally but because basically I think they do that to people and then we the shit hit the mm-hmm. fan well we were with you when that when we got the call and then literally the flares yeah. went up and everyone went you what and but it felt like every I, I every turn I'm like okay there's another battle to be had and I just really feel for people who don't have the support that we are able to access either in our you know our communities or through our f- sort of family and stuff like that I just I feel desperately sad about the state mm-hmm. of it so the low lights of coping with that on a daily basis is still there in amongst the highlights and I'd say that eclipses most things right now because we're still right in the middle of the process you know and it's hard it's hard juggling the family dynamic it's hard finding the energy it's hard parenting with boundaries when actually you just want to go I've just can't I've got the energy to fight again about mm. the tablet today you know it's just so that's yeah yeah but I'd say I'd qualify within that there have been there has been movement and there has been improvement in terms of our relationships and our learning because basically we've just gone all oh, right we've got to learn we've got to learn learn shit loads about that and luckily I find things like neuroscience very very interesting so I could get on YouTube and mm-hmm. find the doctor who's the kind of like the god of ADHD he's called Professor Barclay and I could rinse his videos and learn all about executive function of the brain which then feeds into addiction well like we've been talking about this haven't we mm-hmm. so in amongst all of that kind of the the gritty bit has been like incredible learning as well so I would say that but it's I, I kind of almost like I, just, I do need a bit of a holiday, I need well, a holiday. To, to deal with the you know to deal with the the gritty bits as you said yeah what tools have helped you okay I haven't finished with my low light low lights uh, right. <laughs> the festival that I went to I've got to talk about that. Again, I had a similar experience, or I think, like, from what you talked about, of your experience of going home and being in that. I I ended up quite by accident. I hadn't quite realised. I thought I was going to a family festival. And I ended up out the back of this tent that was incredibly hedonistic. My husband was doing a gig. And basically, it was like, I don't know, just like, it was like hell to me. And I got, I turned up there. And um, 
they they asked me to do a, um, a shift behind the bar. <laughs> oh, no, I'm so like, bad. It's so, so bad. I, I was so out of my comfort zone anyway because I was like, okay, this is not like this has not got enough bunting by any means. Yeah. And the bands I I didn't particularly want to see, and I was like, oh shit, I've really I had this um, romantic vision of what what it would be like, and actually I did find the, the theatre tent because I put, sent on, up an emergency flare to you, didn't I? I was like, yeah. oh my god, you won't believe where I am and what's happened to this awful and I'm freaking out and you were like well where's the theatre tent right and got online and we're like okay it's in the top field it's near the family things so I went up there and actually had some of my best times with my daughter watching this hilarious kind of slapstick kind of comedy but yeah but um now so the tour so that was that was pretty so just just to say that you said no to working behind the bar didn't you oh yeah so I said um I was faced with the kind of like this kind of group of people who I do know a couple of them through, you know, old things and they are lovely, lovely people, but just not my my tribe. I'm allowed to say that word, but not not my group. And and so I just went, oh, no, I can't. I can't do that. But, you know, when you're just suddenly put on the spot and I was like, OK, I'm not only am I not in sober company, I'm in probably the most hedonistic company I can imagine who have probably all started at you know 10 o'clock this morning and it's now four so she mm. probably won't even remember what I say now right I don't know mm. not all of them I'm gonna get myself in so much trouble <laughs> and, and so I went I just basically said no uh no that's not gonna happen I, I um you know it completely conflicts with all of my core values and all of my work and everything that I sort of care about in the whole of my life and so that's absolutely not happening in any way and then it was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so it was fine. And you know what, you know, and that was fine. But it's ridiculous, isn't it? Because in any other circumstance, I think that I would, it was the feelings around it that was so vulnerable because I was so out of my comfort zone. Mm. And it's like <clears throat> the metaphor of like all my temp pegs had gone. So I was in this place where the dominant culture, because people even like, you know, there were people just going for the weekend were getting trashed mm. or, or you know, all drinking or smoking something. And I remember, um, and, I, and I, I'd, I hadn't been in that environment for such a long time. Yeah. And I remember I was talking to you, I think, I was leaving you a voice message and someone wandered past with a T-shirt that said Sober Not Boring. And I went, I've got to go, I've got to go. I've seen someone with a T-shirt. And you were like, go yeah. make friends. Anyway, she just disappeared into the crowd. But I was like, okay. And then I did find out like a dear, 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 dear friend of mine who we don't see very much and had totally kept into himself, had said, came up to me and went, what should we drink then? And I was like, well, okay, um, I don't know. What do you what do you want to drink? You know, just thinking, okay, this is just a really weird, awkward conversation. Yeah. And, he, and then he said, well, there's not much for people like us here, is there? And I went, what? And it turned out he'd been sober for two years and he'd just been sort of yeah. just cracking on with it, really. And I was like, and it, he's like my big bear friend. He looks a bit like Shrek. And like, he's so, <laughs> I need to edit. Oh, fuck, I need to edit what I say. <laughs> and remember that people listen sometimes to these. Um but I love him and he was like, I gave him a big hug and it was like, okay, I've got, I've got someone here. Yeah. I've got a sober wing person here. So 
I know. Talk about again because you know. I think I I certainly forgot. I mean, I just I'm not in those environments anymore, you know. And so if people are listening to this, and that's their their daily kind of that's the people that are around. Mm. It's it's really it's, it's really, really hard work, and yeah. it's also makes you feel very unsafe. Uh, that's uh, the other thing. I think that was it. It was very because I had children there as well. I was trying to manage them. And and my feelings around it were just that I can't... Re- I'm sure everyone is perfectly nice people, perfectly lovely people, but they were doing things that made them, like, uh, out of it. And, and put, you know, all-nighters were the kind of common thing, right? Mm. So I'm not talking about a couple of glasses of wine while you take in a band, right? I'm talking uh, about some pretty heavy, consistent all-nighters going on, and I... I I felt I got I felt frightened. I just felt really frightened. Basically, I was like I I don't know even know what you're going to say to me in the morning. Like I don't know yeah. who you are because you're not the same as you were. Like you've said this to me and I've not because I've not yeah. been around it. I was like you're different than the person I spoke to at three o'clock yesterday, and it really threw me. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think we should do something on you know on socializing and festivals because you know you can talk about it and then but if you haven't done it recently then I think that it you forget you know you forget yeah. how tricky it can be for people really so sure. like, like, I'll move on for that what tools have helped yeah. me honesty because I could just I think that served me very well and and just an unwavering like conviction and that's come from speaking with you uh on the podcast and on our, and our sober journeys and stuff like that it's like well you know that that really helped because I'm I suppose really I'm very accountable so um, you know it's just not it's not gonna happen is it sorry there's no fucking way that's gonna happen um and so I could explain that very clearly Mm. I would say that the feedback from my brain and body now from being sober has given me those red flags that are uncomfortable but essential when I'm in situations like to, uh, uh, you know, I remember like going back to the first year, you know, after we'd, I'd done my first year sober and at this point, like, I've now done a few summers so I know that at this point I am exhausted I know, mm. also know that I've got to dig deep because it's my daughter's birthday tomorrow. Mm. So every year I've got that bit of that extra push of, of like, even though I'm exhausted, even though I'm peopled out, even though I just want everyone to fuck off, I've got to, like, be really sociable and, like, do, and also pull it out of the hat for my daughter. And it was at that point, it was on that day after everyone had gone that first year that I started drinking again. Mm. so and that was the overwhelmed burnout of summer so um god i'm a barrel of flush we go back to talking about the highlights okay oh god I, well i wrote because i did this little exercise that said i'm resilient as fuck because i'm i really am oh the other top tool is is yoga which is a complete joy to me because of being able to go to that space and to be able to dial everything down and remove myself and go inward. So so yoga is a massive, massive tool for me. Um, what other tools? Um, what did you say? What have I learned about myself? 
Yeah, well, have you learned about yeah. yourself? And the it's last okay. question is, is there any habit boundary mindset you want to tweak for next You're month? You're trying to so hurry that... me up. You're like, get on with it. <laughs> yeah, so any habit that I'd like to tweak? No, I don't think so. I think I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's all the other fuckers around me. <laughs> um, no, um... No, I honestly don't. I think I've done as well as I could do under the circumstances, actually. I really do. I think I've I've bossed it because it's been really, really tough and I've dealt with everything with honesty, with accountability and with as much kind of dignity and consistency and respect for other people as I could. And I think at the points that I've lost it, because I've had times when I've lost it, I've had a breakdown with my husband. I've, but I'm, I'm, I've been authentic, and I honestly, I feel like I'm doing the best I can. So no, that's, and I think that's brilliant. And it's like that thing of like, you know, good enough, best I can. Mm. It's like that's amazing. That's, you know, that's that's, I, that's been um, that's learning and that's development for me because yes. I don't think I've ever said that before. Yeah. You know, I've always gone, well, I really should have done this or should have done that. Maybe, and I was like, no, no, actually, no. No, I did the best. Yeah, I did the best best I can. And I think it's going to be a huge sort of topic for us in the the next, uh, because we're talking about it a lot, Mm. is that kind of, you know, perfectionism and that the pressure we put on ourselves, the pressure that we feel from outside, you know, and just, and also like, downtime you know and and over productivity you know those are all sort of things we've been talking about a lot mm. where it's like you know what actually no like I, I did all right that's enough yeah. <laughs> you know yeah and and personal development work is fantastic and coaching is fantastic um but it needs to be at a pace where you don't feel like you're failing if you're not doing it all perfectly yeah all the right time. yeah yeah it's so like, true and it, comes, and it comes up and people are like well you know I'm really still struggling with this and it's like well it's all right you'll get there you know Mm. and what's come up again I suppose through talking to a lovely client and then reading somewhere in the blurb it's funny isn't it once you you when so they always say you know when the student is ready the teacher appears or whatever and I do think I see if I'm thinking about something, I definitely will feel like it's all coming, you know, and, mm. uh, and I will spot it everywhere. And it was this idea of ebb and um, just this this feeling at the end of the summer um, that somehow we need to then crack on with work. And I really want to. There's a sense of frustration there. Um, but needing that ebb, needing to that that pull in like the ebb and tide, you can't constantly be in flow. You can't constantly be creating. You can't constantly be doing. You have to respect the ebb and to pull in and to rest and and that's yeah. come up for a lot of people I know we were going to talk about the cult of busy at some point and that again it's like okay there's the head knowledge there's the learning about it there's the theory but putting it into practice especially when you're kind of excited about things or a passionate person that you really want to create something mm. um that's almost like it takes a little it does take some discipline doesn't it to just go no stop like your tech break like your social media fast you know yeah it's, yeah I mean I can't I can't like it 
I'll be completely honest, like I have popped on, like I haven't posted anything, but I've popped on to check messages because mm. it's like, you know, I'm still a working woman and yeah. it's like, and I am excited about my job and so it's like I want to keep making connections so I have to do it and again it's Mm. like uh, Natalie uh, Fairbrook who's a coach and who uh, I'm doing it with you know she said it's your life your rules yeah I love that I might you know I might pop in because it's my anniversary and do a post or I might not but you know it's my it's what it looks like to me yeah it's how it works for you anyone else other than myself so yeah but yeah, and certainly uh, it feels good to have a break mm. for sure. Mm. And is there any, because I didn't ask you, is there anything habit boundary mindset that you want to tweak for next month? Um, well, I guess it's, yeah, it's uh, output input. Um, just, you know, like taking a social media break is about sort of how I use it really. Um and just putting perhaps some better boundaries in sort of work-life balance and um, scheduling and and stuff like that, Um, purely because I have a very scattered brain and I'm constantly thinking about 10,000 million things. And, you know, we're writing the book and I need to finish my course and, you know, I've got a lot of stuff that I need to sort of do and I really want to do, so... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just to keep tweaking at that, really tweaking at how I use social media. I mean, it's, it's Instagram, to be honest. It's not even Facebook. I don't really care about Facebook anymore. Um, and interestingly, when I first got sober, I quit Facebook because Instagram wasn't really a thing back then. But I quit Facebook for a year mm. um, when I was very, very, very depressed. And it was you know, very, very helpful in my mm. mental health recovery because I was caught in um, comparison, caught in um, looking at other people's lives and feeling left out and lonely and mm. all these things. So yeah. I do, it is part of my, it must be in there in, in part of my toolkit of like understanding that sometimes as much as I love Instagram as a activist tool and I think it's really powerful to connect people and um I I know my sort of boundaries in terms of my mental health so Mm. just keep tweaking that I reckon yeah yeah it's um that sort of rebalancing recalibrating isn't it about Mm. tweaking adjust minoring you know you get to those minor adjustments sometimes like it doesn't have to be a massive thing it can be minor and I really like that idea because I was always scared that if to change I would it would have to be really big and it would have to be really scary and it would have to be really this or that and actually yeah it's like oh I don't know just call off the panic police it can just be a minor tweak you know don't have to freak out about it yeah 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 100% I think that's a real kind of message that's been coming up between us isn't it mm. it's just like slow you know slow grow sort of yeah. take your time you know just yeah. a little tweak take the pressure off really yeah. you know yeah definitely. the most amazing thing is that you don't drink and everything else will yeah. sort itself out in time it will and I think something that I've been thinking about and learning about um 
I think, uh, this isn't formulating, you've just sparked something with me, it's just that the journey, the tools you, you learn on the journey, you don't know how they're going to impact you later on. Mm. And some things don't always make sense at the time, but they will do later on. And that, that whole sort of trusting the process, trusting the path, you know, I, I, I think there's something yeah, in there. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. Mm. Anyway, on that deeply profound note, um, <laughs> <laughs> we should sort of wrap up. Do you want to talk a bit about Mighty Networks? Mighty Networks. And I can't okay. say that without having an Australian accent. It's Mighty. Yeah, okay. So, um Mighty Networks is our new community space. So this was a kind of our big summer project that we worked on together when, when you came over to France. And it really came about um, for me from the, the idea of the busyness and the loudness and the comparison and that social media is not your own. You know, every, you know, if you go onto Facebook, you've got so much noise from every other area of your life, mm. you know, and especially a lot of women who are sober curious or want to get sober, you know, are very scared about sort of, you know, is this really secret or, you yeah. know, should, should I, I accidentally appear on my feed or something? Yeah. And you've got yeah. mixed messages too. You know, you've got, you've still got your friends drinking and then you're interacting with a sober group, mm. you know, and I, I mean, they're wonderful. I'm, I'm members of lots of groups, but for me, I felt like there was something really nice about pushing the boundary a little bit and pushing uh, the idea of creating something that was outside of all other social media so mighty networks is a desktop and app um, so you can download it on your phone or you can um, look at it on your computer uh, it has a lot of um, different um, things that we can do with it as coaches so we can do webinars we can do drop-in live meetings we can invite guests in to do um, special, what do we call them, sober powerball events. Yeah. Uh, it has the community aspect that people can write. They can write blogs or short messages um, and ask for peer support. Um, we're going to create a, a 100 days group, so very much a, a sort of specific for those people in the early days to kind of share you can do video messages, you could do uh, blog posts, whatever you want. Um, but I, I think there's something very nice of creating something that is mm -hmm. your own and that is away from everything else. Um, so rather than continue, we did have a Facebook group. Rather than continuing with that group, uh, we developed our own uh, community space. Mm -hmm. So you can um, sign up and trial it for a week uh, and then... If you want to join, it's uh, $6.99, which works out to be about £5. So um, it's a lot less than uh, your wife budget. <laughs> yeah, a month. Not a week, yeah. yeah, a month. Yeah, so it's about five or a month, um, you know, which we felt was, you know, it's a, it's a, a, a Starbucks coffee and a, you know, a magazine or whatever, or it's a, yeah. less than a bottle of wine. And so it felt like, and I think there is something about, putting a little bit of financial uh, effort into what Shit you do. Um, and 
so yeah we're excited mm. and so um it's um it's a really nice space kate and i pop in uh regularly to sort of uh add blog posts or stimulate kind of conversation through journaling questions uh it's very much a place where we can we can be coaches um and you know help women it's women's only help women to to survive to not survive but to thrive yeah yeah. What do you want to say about it? I was going to say that we're going to do the live webinars, the once a month live webinar Q&As as well. So you can interact on that. Um, and then we do the weekly journaling questions. And we're going to launch. We're sort of going for a soft launch in September. We'll be trialing all our software properly. So to pop <laughs> on and off and say hello to everyone. And then um, for October, we will be um, doing our first sort of hard launch is it called I don't know I'm using all of these to this term launcher I don't even know what it means <laughs> we'll be mucking about with it a bit and then we'll be doing it no it's um yeah so the beginning of October but we'll put everything out we'll mention that in the podcast and on the site and in newsletters and every and Instagram every all of the platforms we use we'll be keeping in touch about when it's got kind of going properly yeah, and um, yeah, so every month we'll take a different topic. So perhaps it will be sober socialising, perhaps it's relationships, perhaps it's self-care or, um, I don't know, self-compassion. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll launch the month with, as Kate said, a, a webinar and, and then weekly journaling questions around that subject to really sort of, the idea is, you know, okay, you get sober, that, but what next? Yeah. You know, yeah. so... As much as uh, we need support in the those first hundred days, or you know those that first year to really kind of um, put distance between us and alcohol, for our life to really thrive in sobriety, you know there's a lot of other conversations to be had, and mm -hmm. you know both Kate and I are life coaches, so we want to be able to use sobriety as the anchor in order to be able to really help women to kind of boss their lives in in all in all areas yeah and that's, that's, well, that's really it isn't it we were saying you know you know we get sober and then we stay sober because we love sober and it's how do we love sober and it's all of those the self-development it's all the the stuff that happens you know the growth that happens and we're managing our lives better get into grips with our emotions self-compassion you know all of that stuff which makes us well and happy um mm. so it's, it's very much a space for that that continuing support um yeah yeah right. so if you're interested uh you can access mighty networks through the love sober site www dot lovesober.com uh we'll put it on the show notes um it's called love sober life yeah so love sober yeah yeah love sober life so if you go to the love sober site there's a drop down menu and you can click on it it'll take you to the page and there's a live link on there so you can navigate you can read a bit about it and you can navigate straight through from there and like mandy said just sign up for a week you get a week's free trial to see if it's a good fit for you yeah Okie dokie, so... Um, What's your tip of the day? Oh, tip of the day. My tip of the day would be, I'm quite interested in this idea of, of letting things go quiet for a bit, I have to say. I'm not just going to think about... I'm thinking about spaces at the moment, like Mighty Networks, is, to me, is um, like this little 
cafe space with comfy sofas and really great coffee where we sit around and chat. And I've just reclaimed my patio after, now, when did I stop drinking? Like six years ago, then I did my year and then blah, blah, we all know about that. But basically, so my patio was that space that was, uh, I'd go out and have fags and drinks in, fags and wine. Mm. And um, and I basically, it's just been this kind of black spot for ages. Like we had a table out there, we might go and eat out there occasionally, but I really have wanted to reclaim it. And I just bought um, this beautiful L-shaped rattan sofa with a table and mm. uh, with great resistance from my husband, who's quite rightly looking at the finances. But I was just like, no, we like, we need to. <laughs> The feminine banking, no, no, we really, really need to. And it's in this beautiful sunny spot, and it is, it's like it's away from the kids. Uh, <laughs> I feel so bad, such a bad mum, but it is because often they're like they're inside and they're watching telly. Look, I'm even, even more, it's like, stop digging, Kate, stop fucking digging. But anyway, I've managed to reclaim that patio space, and I've also got water features, so I can hear the sound of trickling water and sit in my sunny spot on my corner sofa and have a chat with my husband this morning so the tip of the day would to be trying to carve out that quiet spot for you just there might Mm. be little spots around you that you haven't seen because they're so familiar and almost to take a fresh look and just see if what you need maybe maybe you need to build a climbing wall down your hall or something i don't know but just to have a look <laughs> at your at your space and maybe just, just put just something in. scaling the wall like no that's yeah. so yeah that's not gonna happen but no but i've created a, a desk space in my bedroom actually which mm. is where i am now and i've i've not had an office my own office um since we lived in Lille, so about five years um and yeah, it feels really nice. Mm. It feels really nice just to be able to go, I'm going to work and mm. shut the door and have yeah. my not be, you know, because I've been working on the living room table. So, you know, it's like you, then you tidy up, then you have to get everything out. And then, you know, yeah. so it's it, creating spaces for yourself is a, is a good tip because I really, really love it. Mm. Uh, what's my tip of the yeah, day? My tip of the day is... I think it's, we've talked a lot about early intervention over this summer as well. Mm. And um, I don't really like coffee. And I have been drinking coffee for years. I was just thinking that's such a lie. How much coffee, like, gourmand did I have with you? No, go on. Yeah, but I don't, but yeah. generally, I don't, don't really like, like the taste oh. of coffee. So I, te- I drink coffee because it's socially acceptable and okay. because it's what everyone else does. Mm. But... The only reason why I drink coffee is because I'm tired and I feel like I need a pick me up. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I think I can like just why don't I just not drink coffee? Because I don't I'm not actually bothered about it. What's the point of kind of, you know, having something which I can do without? Mm. Um, So, yeah, I haven't had a coffee in about three weeks or something. Ah, And do you feel better? Have you noticed it? You don't really notice uh, it. I haven't really. That's probably because the I'm amount just, of tea you drink. Yeah, I mean, I'm drinking massive <laughs> amount of tea, so it's not like I'm. You not, know, you're not on a caffeine fast or anything. You just no, got out. Not at all. But that's but it's good. Like, it's like a little life edit. It's like just a yeah, moment to reflect. Like, why am I on a second? But why? Yeah. 
why am I doing it? You know, mm. I don't. And so when I drink coffee, I tend to eat more sugary stuff because it's too bitter for me. So I, you know, will have honey and, yeah. and you know, or, or jam or whatever. Whereas if I have a cup of tea, I'm much more likely to have, you know, an egg or, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just a little tweak. <laughs> yes, I and, do. I like, oh. yeah. and I don't, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not against mm. coffee at all, but it was just like, well... Like I said, it's a tiny, like you say, a little tweak or a little life edit that that is just, why not? And there might be things like that around that you just go, oh, actually, maybe that's outdated. Maybe I've kind of just grown out of that. Or maybe I'm just like, mm. with a tiny bit of effort, it might have. Yeah, yeah it's just like really changing, you know, it's just like when yeah. someone says, oh, do you want a coffee? You know, it's a change of going, oh, yeah, why not? No, actually. Mm. You know, and yeah. because like when we go to sort of we because my husband works away, I was going to say all the time, <laughs> uh, a lot. Um, he accumulates points, which is wicked. So every now and again, we can go and like have a night in a hotel and the kids really love having the breakfast. You know, it's a big treat. And, uh, and so I tend to drink coffee when we go to this is where it came from. I tend to drink coffee when we go because then it's like then I'll have pancakes and I'll have like a waffle and and all those things and mm. chocolate and. You know, it's, it's part it's, of that. It's part of that experience, but mm. actually, I I don't really like coffee. Mm. So the only thing that I do quite like, and it doesn't mean I won't have it again, is um, iced coffee. I quite mm, enjoy. That's quite that. a nice, like mm. um, a, like a latte, you know, yeah. with almond milk or whatever. Because um, I'm not, I can't drink milk really. But um, yeah, so it's been about three weeks. Don't miss it particularly. Mm. It's just a bit of a like just have to stop myself and go oh no I don't drink coffee mm. anymore mm. there we go and what's your um, reason to love sober dude um my reason to love sober um is just clarity feeling proud mm. of myself it's like whatever I was trying to explain this to someone you know, it's like whatever happens, at least, you know, that that yeah. is something that I can feel proud about. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And you? And my reason to love sober is, I think it's that feedback I said I, I, I'm getting very visceral feedback from my body about what I need at the moment. Um, and I'm not scared of it anymore. Like if I had a like, <laughs> I don't know, I'm gonna laugh now. But I had a like a sort of a pain in my chest, and you know when I was drinking and smoking, I, every like little ache and pain, I'd go, oh, oh, I wonder if that's you know Dave used to sort of laugh at me and you know take the mick out of me and go, yeah, yeah, that's because you've got you know this, that, or the other wrong with you. But you know, I remember, you know, I don't want to say the words because I don't want to jinx it. But anyway, yeah. you know what I mean. And, um, but now I'm like, okay, that I I know through sort of doing yoga and that on my yoga practice is through being sober, um, that it will generally be some kind of emotional feedback or if it is a muscular feedback, I can rest. But often at the moment I've got pain in my chest and I know from talking to the cruise counsellor about a bereavement, which we were talking about earlier, that there's just, you know, there's just some heartache there and I can 
I can tune into it and I can look at it and I can be with it and I've got ways of working with it. So that kind of somatic feedback, yeah, mm. that I'm aware of now because I'm not going, ouch, I feel something so I'm going to go and drink and numb it out and then not have a clue yeah. and then feel worse the next day because now I think that I've also got, I'm having a heart attack because, you know, I've got a pain. Yeah, there's a lot. There's mm. a a lot to be said, you know, because I've got, um, as I said, fair few friends that are struggling emotionally at the moment. And um, you know, a friend phoned me the other day, and she, you know, she was having, she couldn't breathe. And um, and being able to know, I was like, you're, you know, it's to being able to name it and mm. just being like, you're in a lot of pain. You know, mm. you're in, you're having a panic attack. Mm. You know, and she was like okay yeah I think I am and I was like you know to be able to like breathe and sort of calm her Mm. down and then I don't know and just to to be able to sort of honor someone's pain just like Mm. you're in a a huge amount of pain Mm. at the moment you know it's Mm. it's valid that you feel this pain um was yeah it's pretty uh beautiful sad yeah it is it's but and it's part of life I think that's the other thing is that we we talk about the fact that you experience all of the emotions and not and you don't just medicate the ones that are socially unacceptable or difficult or too intense it's like Mm. you do get to have them and you do get to almost then be better at uh, being able to have them like Mm. you know they're never they're never easy but they're not maybe maybe they're not quite so terrifying because you're fighting them and like not used to yeah. ever feeling like that. It's like okay, okay, okay. Like you say, being able to name it, it's important mm. as well. Oh, we've ended up getting quite deep now, my lover. Ooh. All right then. Let's stop. Then. Yeah, let's stop. Now we've gone over an hour. Um, I don't <laughs> mind about that though because we've we've not been here. And we needed to <laughs> look at how much I've got I'm just people going probably wanting to go and have a tea, though. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh god, really? <laughs> that long? Shut up. Okay, so um, you know, if you're immediately concerned about your drinking, um, there are lots of places of support online. Uh, so Baristas has an Ask the Doctor uh, confidential service, as GP um, Alcohol Change has agencies of local support in your area if in the UK. Otherwise, you know, obviously we can reach out online to various groups. Come and find us at Mighty Network as well, uh, a Love Sober Love Sober Life, um, or send us a message here. But don't don't be alone. Um, get reach out and get support because you're not alone, as um, we hope you realise. All right, lots of love. See you next week. Bye.